You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Hello everybody, this is Terry from Texas with episode number 45 of Terry's Mysterious Moments. I took off last week because I had a lot of things going on around the house. We had some refurbishing being done and I had to deal with that, so I really didn't have time to devote to the show and I'm sorry if you missed me I missed doing a show for you but here we are we're back again and again we're nearing our first anniversary February 15th will be my first anniversary so I'm working up to something special for that one and not quite sure what it'll be yet but I hope it'll be really great thanks for joining me this week uh I want to talk to you a little about family members visiting you after they've passed. Do family members or friends make contact after passing on? I asked this question on the Terry's Mysterious Moments Facebook page, and I've been getting some interesting answers. A lot of people have responded. This past Thursday, we suffered a death in in our family, and it gave me something to think about. As a Christian in the Protestant belief system, I believe that this family member was immediately translated from her human body to her eternal, faultless, perfect body and into the presence of the Savior she believed in. But having beliefs also in the paranormal, should I believe that she will be in contact with those of us she left behind? There are many stories of people who have passed on, who have made contact with their loved ones and or friends, either by appearances or messages, either cryptic or outright, or by signs. There's the old story of Harry Houdini and his wife Bess having a secret code between them. Harry and his wife agreed that if Houdini found it possible to communicate after death, he would communicate the message, Rosabelle Believe, a secret code which they agreed to use. Rosabelle was their favorite song. Bess held yearly seances after Harry's death on Halloween, because that's the night Harry died, for ten years after Houdini's death. She did claim to have contact through Arthur Arthur Ford in 1929, 
when Ford conveyed the secret code. But Best later said that the incident had been faked. Apparently the code was such a part of Bess and Harry that anyone who really knew them and who really studied them could have picked out what the code might have been. Evidence to the effect was discovered by Ford's biographer after he died in 1971. In 1936, after a last unsuccessful seance, on the roof of the Knickerbocker Hotel, she put out the candle that she had kept burning beside a photograph of Houdini since his death. In 1943, Bess was reported to have said that 10 years is long enough to wait for any man. Did Houdini actually make contact, or was it, as Bess said, fraudulent? Who's really to know? This article first appeared in the Christian Research Journal, Volume 25, Number 1, in 2002. It says, according to a recent Gallup poll, now, mind you, this is 15 years ago. According to a recent Gallup poll, 38% of Americans believe ghosts or spirits can come back in certain situations. In 1990, it was 25%. Today... 28% think people can hear from or mentally talk to the dead, compared with 18% 11 years ago. So, do the dead contact the living, honestly? Aside from my experiences, which have been limited at best, explainable possibly by natural things, but things that I took to be a little bit more of a spiritual nature than just, oh, that just happened. You know, that was something that was normal. Do the dead contact the living? Is this belief that they do, is this belief compatible with Christian belief? I cannot tell you definitely yes or no. I have those who tell me that any, quote, spirit, unquote, which presents itself as a deceased loved one or friend is nothing but a demon. Now, there are many times I can accept that, uh, specifically if it gets to be a real nasty happening. But there are those who tell me that they have had visions, dreams, or messages from deceased persons and that there was no evil intent. It's a subject that can raise blood pressures and voices on both sides. I spoke in an earlier show about angels, particularly guardian angels. I did so because I'd heard a man who claimed to be a, quote, minister, unquote, say that he believed that people, when they die, become angels. Now, I'm a licensed minister in the Southern Baptist belief system. So, but I'm not well versed in a lot of things. Uh, I've not done exhaustive study on a lot of things. But 
I can find no biblical support for the idea of people becoming angels simply because the Bible says that angels are a different level of creation and that in the end times when, when judgment day comes humans will judge angels so I'm thinking that we are made to be above the angels not be angels of course it makes for a nice picture to think that grandma's up there with their wings and I don't I don't deny anybody that vision but again I can find no biblical support for that idea uh, answers to my question originally brought up a question about pets ghost pets and I did a previous show on ghost pets and I seem to believe it I'm not seem I believe in them because I seem to have one in my home I can feel it jump up on the bed and walk up the bed and when I look there's nothing there now I don't believe it's some little imp jumping up on my bed uh, I'm not a person that looks for demons under every bush I don't do it because I don't have any reason to fear from them. Well, anyway, I, I may have several in my house because I, I've lost pets over the years. But, you know, I love my cats and I love my dog that I had. That's all I can say. So, But I asked a question on uh, Terry's Mysterious Moments Facebook page about deceased loved ones contacting or appearing to living family members. And I got one story that was an absolute hoot from a guy who had previously sent me a story. This guy's name, nickname is Fat Jimmy. That's how he asked to be presented. And I'm going to tell you the story that he sent to me about a favorite, favored uncle of his who passed away. This is Jimmy's story. I had an uncle that passed years ago. He has visited in many ways over the years. One of my favorite Big D stories is I finally got the job. I had a great driving job. My first day running solo, I looked over at the passenger seat and there he was. Kind of like a black and white TV out of focus. And he gave me a thumbs up. Another visit came through my daughter. She was a few months old when he passed. She's a bit older now, but not old enough to talk. At least not in full sentences or anything. We were laying in bed, and she's following something with her head from one side of the room to the other, and giggling like a fool. I ask her what she sees. She looks at me, and she wants to tell me, but she doesn't have the words. She suddenly looks up and has a look of Eureka, knowing how to answer my question on her face and she looks at me and she makes a long drawn out <clears throat> sound with her mouth I knew without a doubt it was Big D he was a rather large man and he was well known for his flatulence I thanked him and I hugged her there have been many other visits but none so memorable as Larry the Cable Guy says, that's funny. That's just funny right there. I don't care who you are. As for other responses, 
Some people have said they've had dream visitations. Some have had signs identifying the visitor. Some have had intelligent conversations within dreams. And there are a number of other responses. Does this mean that the deceased can make contact with the living? Again, I don't know. I don't always question people who say they've had these experiences because I'm not living their life. I can't, I'm not a lie detector. I don't look at someone and go, oh, you're lying because I don't know because I've got some pretty weird stories that happened in my life and I would rather people not tell me, oh, that didn't happen. So I'm not going to do it to someone else. I've had my own experiences but never with a family member or a friend who's passed on. I believe I've spoken before of people who had visitations from deceased relatives. I told the wartime story of a British soldier, I'll call him B, who saw his brother A in the trenches during World War II. Brother A quietly motioned, didn't speak, just quietly motioned for his other brother to follow him. So he got up and followed the brother, and the brother had disappeared, but he was so tired, he just sat down and went back to sleep where he had walked to. Within a few minutes, a German shell hit where he had been lying minutes before. It destroyed the area and killed every man that was in that area. And this man would have been killed too had his brother not come up and directed him away from it. There are many other stories of wives and mothers at home when their husbands or sons appear to them. No words spoken just basically a goodbye, uh, goodbye wave or a nod of the head. And the loved one knows that the one that appeared had died. It happens a lot. It's happened a lot. It's documented. So this is just their quiet way of saying goodbye. Many of the people who answered my online question gave me examples of their experiences from a simple appearance by the past one. One lady described it as her deceased loved one basically just wiggled her fingers at her and she was gone. Come to find out the one that had waved had been killed in a car wreck that night. You know, there, there are so many examples of these experiences. Like I said, from a simple appearance by the past one, to a dream conversation, to a very detailed visit of an ongoing nature. I think that's cool, but in the first situation, the simple appearance would, to me, be difficult because I'd want more time with them. I'd want to know what they're trying to tell me. A dream conversation would seem a bit odd to me. Uh, I've been known to have conversations in my sleep related to my dreams, but whoever's listening to them can't make heads or tails of what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense 
in the in the waking world. In the sleeping world, I'm having a nice conversation. But never with a, a deceased relative or friend. And if I were to get continuing visits from, say, my mother or my father or my brother, I don't think I could handle that. That would totally wig me out. So, this brings me to this. I've asked a question in the past on Facebook. If you could, would you spend more one more hour with a past loved one? I won't pursue the answer to that question because of the wide array of responses that it has caused. But I'll tell you my answer. No. Why, you ask? Because it would hurt all the more to let them go a second time. Again, I'll mention that as a Christian, a believing Christian, I have faith that those friends and family I have lost through death will be waiting for me in the place I refer to and know as heaven. I will see them again. I'm not needing to see them in the now. But please, don't think that I don't believe in it or that I wholeheartedly endorse it. Consider me a lightly skeptical believer. In my lifetime, I have lost my birth mother when I was a year and three months old. I've lost my father when I was 11. I lost my stepmother just 12 years ago at 2005. I lost a brother to suicide back in 1973 when I was 12. All of my grandparents are gone. Many of my uncles are gone, my aunts as well. So death is a thing that I've coped with for 50 years because I know that I don't have control over it. Does God let family members come back and tell us things? I don't know. I don't see why he would because once you die and you go to heaven, why would you want to come back to a place where you can see pain, can see hurt? As my wife pointed out as we were discussing it, she says that the Bible says that there's no, no tears in heaven. You know, that God will wipe away every tear. And that she believes that there will be people that we know in heaven and there will be people that we know that may not have made it to heaven, but for whatever reason, we won't think of them. I don't know. It's, it's one of those really strange questions, and sometimes it gets a little odd when you try to figure things like this out. Well, anyway, that's I, I want to thank everybody. Uh, I posted this on my Facebook page and through my Facebook page to the local San Antonio Paranormal page and to another podcast page. And I got some good response from a lot of people. And I thank everybody that responded. I, I 
liked every answer you said. I try to say thank you to everybody, and I hope I did get everybody, because I really enjoyed your stories. But I got to tell you, if we're giving awards, Fat Jimmy gets it because that story of his uncle was classic in Class A and just fabulous. Well, anyway, that's all I have for this week, folks. And I want to thank you for listening to Terry's Mysterious Moments again. Remember that you can go to the App Store for either Android or Apple devices and look for the Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast app. You can download that app, install it on your phone or your tablet or however you want to do it, and be able to go straight to our podcasts. That's Aaron Hunter's uh, Real Paranormal Activity podcast and Aaron Frail's um, Aaron's Horror Show podcast, my podcast, Terry's Mysterious Moments, and the occasional um, Sand, Sandman's Dream, I think, whatever it is. I'm sorry, I, I don't remember that off right. Um, but there are good shows coming out on these podcasts. And remember that you can contact me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. If you find us on Facebook, please like us. Follow us if you want to. I do put some other things on there at times. Sometimes I'll ask questions. Sometimes I'll ask for show ideas. I would love to hear from you. If you're a new listener, um, we added one this week. I believe his name was Justin. He sent me a story, and I thought that was excellent. He was a good kid, a, a good young man to listen to. So... Thank you for for being there and for listening to us. Again, that's Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. I thank you all and have a pleasant week. Goodbye.